Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It's All Been Done Before. And for all of you, all of you who have already watched uh, my podcast on YouTube and listened to the podcast on all podcasting platforms such as uh, Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, you already know what it means to have a podcast of It's All Been Done Before. And what has all been done before? Well, most businesses have all been done before, but there are always people out there who take a particular business that has been done before and they tweak it and they do it in their own way to make it successful for themselves. And today we are here with the well-known, well-known on Instagram and well-known where he is, uh, Massimo Peroni of Sartoria Italiana. And we met over Instagram and he is here today live from Antwerp, Belgium. I always thought he was in Italy because he's Italian and his clothing is Italian, but I find out that he's actually in Belgium and he'll tell us why he's in Belgium and how he got there. So welcome to the podcast uh, today, Massimo. Thank you for for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much. So tell us, you're in Antwerp and not in Italy. All your clothing is gorgeous. I see it on your Instagram and uh, on your Instagram reels and on your stories. I could tell from a photo how nice your clothing is. Uh, How did you get to uh, Belgium? Oh, uh, that's that's really, that's not a long story, but I practically grew up here because my parents came here for work. So my father came here from work uh, eventually and... um, early 80s, and then I came with them. So uh, I grew up in Belgium with my Italian parents, going up and down every year for vacation in Italy, up and down. And that's why I'm here in Belgium, because this this is a question a lot of people ask me. Mm -hmm. So um, I practically grew up here because I came with my parents when I was a little kid. I was four years old. So So you obviously speak English. Yes. And you speak Italian. Yes. And you must speak French. I speak French and I speak Flemish also. And Flemish. That was the next yeah. thing I was going to ask. Flemish is a difficult yeah. language. Really difficult, yes. But yeah. you do have an Italian accent. Yes, a little bit, I think. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I master the Flemish and the Italian, I master them both. So for me, it's not about thinking or the English. I don't master it so well as my Italian, but I can help myself like you hear now. Uh, um, that I'm, my sure your parents, I'm sure your parents are happy about that. Yeah, they're happy. They're happy. So uh, very happy about it. Uh, that's also because the television here is not a dubbing like in Italy. So um, we we watch television. Night Rider, you remember this? The, the, the yeah, fiction? with David Hasselhoff. Yeah, David Hasselhoff. I was a really big fan, huge big fan in the 80s. Yeah. And it's all in English, in Americans. Um. Oh, speaking in American, that's, I think, maybe why I absorbed the language. And Yeah, you picked it up from TV. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So how your big thing on Instagram every morning yeah. is the ristretto. <laughs> yes. So explain, before we get to talk about clothing and fabrics and mills and all these things, <laughs> how did the ristretto come about? Okay. So you have those is- beautiful, those yeah. beautiful espresso cups yes, yes. on your website. They look yes. like, uh, they remind me of like um, the pottery in Taramina in Sicily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will, I will send you a cup uh, set next week. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> Thank you. So you can admire them and drink a ristretto the right. same way. But this thing came a little bit with, um, it came to life with, with the period of the COVID that everybody remembers, I think. And um, the ristretto is born, the first ristretto I drank was in Calabria. I was there in the summer. And I was 15, 16 years old. I don't know. And you go to the bar in Italy, you know, the bar is the, the coffee house. Yes. Yeah. And there I saw these old guys doing this trick with the, 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 the spoon around. So, and 
from my first coffee I drank, I keep doing it all my life. And then one day my wife asks me, but why you do that? I say, yeah, it's normal. It's it's like in Calabria, every guy's, every old guy, old school guy does this to have maybe the better taste of, 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 of the cup because you have to be careful. Otherwise you will... Uh, have your nose with coffee here but but you have right. you have to be able to drink it in the right way so and and that's i think a small gesture that for me has a big meaning because it goes way back when i was 15 16 years and then i called it also the pirone way and and they recognized it. my followers recognized this also uh, for the pirone way so and we invented the cups and it was something nice to offer like the Italian lifestyle is drinking a espresso ristretto. And then we offered it to our customers that they can buy it. If if a customer comes here, he will drink it directly out of the cup. So, And uh, they, they really like the cups. And my wife said, oh, why don't we do some cups? It's not our core business, but we like selling it. So it's like fun. No, they're very beautiful. I saw them. Uh, I saw yeah. the patterns in the different colors uh, uh, on your website. And it has your name on there, Massimo. Yes. Massimo Peroni, a Peroni way. Yeah, and um, we actually had a lot of, uh, we gained a lot of, of um, engagement on Instagram for the coffee cups. So when it was like, uh, because wearing a suit is like a, a lifestyle and, and the lifestyle is not about only the suit. It's about what you drink, what you eat, how do you drink, how do you eat? So I think it's, it's not all about the suit, but it's, total the lifestyle that is around and that's why i love the co- the coffee um cups pirone way or, or maybe the, the drinking the coffee every morning five ten minutes relaxing with the newspaper it's like this is the italian lifestyle no i i agree with you, you really created the peroni way as, as a lifestyle in the morning yes. you get your cup you have your espresso yes. and then you, and you go to work and then on your on your reels on instagram then you enter the store you know yes. to start your day Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about your store. You have a storefront. Yes. So it's retail. People could walk in yes. off the street if they want to. Yes. It's it's but... retail and not retail because uh-huh. it's a tailor shop, if I can call it like that. Um, I don't know any other names because it's a shop where my customers, customer friends come and say hi to me and they come here when they need something. Other customers, I go to their office or their homes. That's, that's uh, another part of it. But um, yeah, it's it's a front uh, front store because people can just walk in if I'm here because yes. I don't have any um, openings um, opening times again on 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 the four window before I had Monday to Saturday it's 10 p.m. Uh, 10 a.m. until uh, 6 p.m. and then we're closed so that's all gone because it's all an appointment if I'm here I'm here if I'm not here you have to make an appointment so that's how tailoring works right but, um, yeah. So it was and, unlike unlike my stores where we're just regular retail shops yeah. where we sold off the rack. Yeah. Um, you have times that you had to be there, 10 to 7.30, and then the store exactly. is open. Whether you're there or not, there's employees. Yeah. Exactly. No, here um, I have some off-the-rack items, but it's limited. So yeah. all that, it's always limited edition, like lo- some uh, safari jackets. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of shoes that we sell. Um, but uh, ties, pocket squares, these are the major items we can sell, but we see that we sell major of those items to our customers who come in. So there is not a customer who walks in and says, "Oh, I need a tie. Uh, let me see your ties." Doesn't happen. So uh, right because we are not a, a normal retail shop. So you're selling those as accessories yeah. to 
the clothing that you're making yes for the customers exactly. and you have it right there for them to show them uh they could exactly. look at a swatch and they could say hey these nice two three ties will go with this swatch nicely and when the suit exactly. comes in you'll have nice accessories pocket exactly. square tie or maybe or maybe pochette or maybe in the other way that you showcase them on instagram um right. and they come with the picture uh, and then they walk into the shop that sometimes happens but uh, usually they call they say do you have my size and then they will come and get it so yeah so you had some beautiful pocket squares with like a hand drawing of you sitting yeah. at the table yes. drinking the those are beautifully yeah. made i mean yes. those are beautiful yeah. and they're 100 silk or they're silk and wool mix silk. 100 silk. silk they're made in como where uh, made in como. most of yeah the most of silk yeah it's made and is, is designed so yeah. uh, yes they need the water there lake como to make the nice silk exactly. over there <laughs> <laughs> so i see i see from your photographs that yeah. you have a beautiful cabinets all yeah. with the different books from all the different mills yeah. yes. yes and i'm sure you have relationships with all of these mills yeah. if you could pick your top three yeah. mills that you like i'm sure you have customers who come in and say look just show me laura piana yeah, exactly. or just show me tali di delfino or whatever yeah. it may be but yeah. according to you what would be if someone came into your shop and said look i want to get a suit but uh i don't know anything about the mills which would be the top three mills you would go to and which one is your favorite regardless of the price point yeah regardless i i start with the with this always i don't start with any brand if there's a customer he says I'm a Laura Piana customer of Redware, and I love only the Laura Piana fabrics. Of course, I'm going to only show him what he likes to see, and that's a Laura Piana. But first of all, I'm going to ask the function he wants to use his suit with, because it's very important to know that there are differences between the 150S from, I don't know, Laura Piana, Vitale Barberis, the, the doppio ritorto, because the 150S is a two-ply and the Laura Piana is not a two-ply. So... I like watching the function of the customer, what he, he is going to do with the suits. If it's a spezzato, okay, the most beautiful spezzato jackets you can find is uh, Loro Piana, Ceruti, and you have then uh, Drapers that's, that have the golden selection, or you have the Hopsack Monte Carlo, then we have the four options. But the, the three options for me, without discriminating anybody else, um, I like for winter, I like Fox Brothers. Mm -hmm. I like a lot of Fox because they have a really nice fantasies in their fabrics. I like Loro Piana. I like Vitale Barberis. So with those three, I work a lot. Sometimes I work also with Doug Dales because they have also a lot of spectacular mm -hmm. fabrics. Mm -hmm. And a little bit with uh, Ceruti, but Ceruti in this time is difficult because they were bought by Piacenza. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, they have not made any bunches, but they have also really nice designs. But it depends on what the customer wants to do because if he wants to travel with the suits, it's I don't give him an 150s. If he wants to travel, I like a dry woven fabric like uh, the Ascot or like the two four ply. It depends on the seasonal. So I'm gonna propose him first the functionality for his suit, that or the fabrics, and then we are going in the depth for the fantasies or the colors that he wants. Yeah, Piacenza makes uh, you know beautiful cashmere, especially for yeah, coats. They're, they're known for the cashmere, and the cashmere is very well priced yeah. compared to some others. Uh, the Piacenza and um, and Colombo, Colombo, are, yeah, those are the two biggest cashmere makers in Italy. Yeah. For me, I used to buy, are, I yeah. used to buy years ago cashmere coats from Erno, oh, yeah. and they and they used the Colombo fabric. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots, it was uh, very. I remember it had a, like a removable beaver lining on the inside. We sold it in the stores yeah. many. Many years ago, but also so, Loro Piana. Loro Piana makes also really good cashmere. I think um, beautiful cashmere, but the price, the, the price, yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, pay a premium for that label, Laura Piana. You, you know, you, I remember years ago when people didn't know what Laura Piana was, they would say, yeah. "Oh, what is Laura Piana?" But now exactly. in America, everybody knows what it is. You know that in 2013, 14, they had a lousy website, if I may ah. say that. But, but they they didn't even were. Um, you didn't find them on on the internet. You have to really dig in Google to find them. So, right. uh, so maybe it was the beginning years. Or I no, I'm I'm. I think it's what twelve thirteen mm -hmm. because the website the website was really not good, and I think everybody developed and and had an evolution in in the online business, of course, and the online visibility. So uh, maybe it's normal ten years ago, and now it's it's totally different. So um, yeah, they realize they have to do it. They have no choice. Yeah. So a lot of yeah. the business became you know um, business to consumer as opposed to business to business. Yeah. You know, even all the big brands, I mean, you could buy Gucci and Prada and Canali and Zanio. You could buy right from their websites. Yeah, yeah You don't exactly. have to go to a store, no, no, you know, no. and that really probably hurt a lot of the smaller retailers who were yeah. selling them, you know, the multi-branded stores, yeah. which I don't yeah. think really work anymore. You have a store with every brand in it. And I don't think that type of business works so well. Department stores. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm maybe maybe I follow you in that. I don't know. I I never believed in in the multi brand stores, in in the especially in this digital area yeah. where we are landed now, um, because you you find everything online and you have also the information to find online. So, um, I think also the the customers are they are finding a way because they are coming directly for what they want it's it's like tailoring but in the ready to wear so if you if you want to buy loropiana shoes you're going to see you don't have a loropiana store here in antwerp but there they are maybe two shops who have the loropiana shoes mm -hmm. and you go direct directly to them so so it's it's targeted it's uh, more targeted i think and yeah and, everything became a little more specialized yeah. yes specialized everything exactly. became a little more specialized the, the thing is you have a lot of customers who want to try on so so that's that's still yeah. thank god for those shops because you you, you need those customers that they want to try on maybe the jacket they want to try on the the um the the turtleneck or or something like that so so it depends depends on the customer uh like here in belgium i think the online shopping has a is getting better, uh, but it's not like the other countries. So it's not like yeah. Well, you know, here here in like America, online, online shopping is like yeah. Uh, I yeah, mean, yeah, but I, also who is not have... on who is not buying something on Amazon? I mean, <laughs> if, if you go to a building in Manhattan and you see the UPS man who comes to make the delivery every yeah. day is like a Christmas. Yeah, and Christmas yeah, yeah. is like ten times what it was with packages, and it's all Amazon yeah. boxes. But it's crazy because our neighbors in Holland, so the Netherlands is yeah. their neighbors, uh, they have a huge, huge online business overall for the country mm -hmm. in Holland, out Holland. So they have a huge uh, transform, had a transformation. But Belgium has always been a little bit, no, a little bit, a lot behind on the digital platforms right. like on Instagram. Instagram exploded, I think, for my feelings or my opinions, I will say. Sorry for my English, but my opinion is that the Instagram, for example, in, in in Belgium, exploded during the COVID or just before the COVID. Oh, really? Because before there was more Facebook than Instagram. Right. But in Belgium, because in in Italy, yeah. a lot of the Italian oh. companies they were all on Instagram already. Yeah, well, yes, we were on Instagram. Like, like I'm I'm not feeling like um, uh, being here in Belgium because I'm I'm more in I'm even in Italy and Belgium. But I was a lot in Italy, and and the first pity I went was uh, 
meanwhile 13 almost 13 years ago mm-hmm. is the first pt i went and i see that my instagram was opened in 2011 or 12 i do not remember but I, and nobody knew instagram really well only the younger that there younger. was a younger target that knew about instagram but you see that everybody was on facebook and and i started it and and but in Italy, Instagram was was going sky high. And, yes. and Facebook was was like local. Um I run at the beginning, I run ads on, on Facebook. I, I rent them there because I targeted there. Then I stopped after three years, I stopped also uh of, of um, running those those ads on Facebook because uh, people will would get in anyways because uh, I have if you see I'm really consistent in posting all those things yeah that's important the yeah. consistency is important yeah consistency in social media but I had the 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 interest of the international uh, maybe targets from Instagram and I had the locals from Facebook so I had I had them both at that moment <laughs> but but the Instagram nobody there was a younger target, like I said before, like 18, 20, 21 years old. They hopped into my shop. They bought a pocket square. Right. And because they followed PT, they, they followed Instagram. And they they came sometimes. But like the the, the real customers who are working and then um, the, the target of my customers is, is 35 plus. Not the target. These are uh, approximately is my customers are 30 plus so right. uh, years plus. So those guys who are still going to university. They, they cannot buy a bespoke suit. Of course. So they came, they bought an, an, a suit at um, at our friend's suit supply that helped me a lot because right. after the suit supply, they're coming here. So because right. once they can afford, they're coming here. So I don't, I think also it's, it's best that with colleagues and, and all those tailors it's best to be friends because yeah. the customer chooses where he goes <clears throat> and where he can go where he can afford to go and and afterwards if you're doing a good job he will come to you if he will not come there will be other ones so uh like that suit supply helped me also a little yeah. bit and so, so well wh- wh- wherever you have it wherever you have a location and there's people coming for the same thing you know yeah. with suit supply i'll yeah. tell you a funny story about suit supply i told you i had that store on 59th and 3rd in 2005, I opened that store in 2003. So in 2005, someone comes into my store, young guy, and yeah. he says, "Oh, I like I like your things. They look very good. Where do you buy your clothes? In Suit Supply?" He he's asking really? me if I'm buying my clothing for my store from Suit Supply, and I had never heard of Suit Supply. It was 2005. Yeah, I said no. I, don't, I said it's all made in Italy, and I design it myself, and it's my own label, and this and that. I said I never heard of Suit Supply. What is it? He says, "Oh, let me show you." So he went on the computer in the store. He showed me the website. And as soon as I saw it, I said, you want to know something? They will be in New York very soon. And they did. And they have a couple of big stores in New York already for already many years. But they have a lot of stores. They they do. They have a good marketing. They they are very smart in what they're doing. Because I remember maybe 2013, 14 PT Walmart. We, We started to make in the tailoring world already exists we we brought more the higher pants again the higher pants we we showcased them if i can call it like that and the the thing of suit supplies they're really good of of um taking those ideas and bringing it in their own collection every year so they go to pt they watch a little bit what's around and oh, yeah, they're just copying oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, 
it's just copying, but they do it in in their own way because they are they have those slim fits, too uh, yes. too short, too 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 slim pants, too too tight pants. So they bring it in their own way, but that's okay. There is room for everybody, and everybody does what yeah. he wants. And, has and they a, know their customer. They know their customer. Yes, they know their customer. Uh, probably their customer wants only that. And uh, important for them is the to sell ten thousand uh, pants and yes. not to sell hundred yes. pants. So, yes. uh, and they're using the Italian mills and the Italian yes, fabric. Yes, yes, they yes, make yes. it in China. But look, even in China, they have all the machines and all the computers and all the everything yeah. that they that they need to make uh everything computers and clothing and whatever it is yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, they have everything there so you know they just use it for yeah, the mass they, production. They, are, they are smart like i said they use italian fabrics and, and and it it was confusing in the past because in the past the people didn't know the difference now they have a lot of information not through me but but through the internet through the instagram maybe um vid- educational videos that because i'm not the only one who's doing it there is a lot of people who are doing this sure yes and the people they they know already full canvas half canvas they know oh they know yeah. yeah so before they didn't know now they, they didn't know yeah they didn't know what, what's tri- what's uh, bespoke tailoring what's made to measure i explain me for example i explained again last week in my in my have a nice suit so People get more and well informed, and then it's it's to them to choose it because you have uh, you have the suit supply, you have you have Zenia, you have Brioni, you have you have a lot of options. Then the customer will decide where mm-hmm. he wants to go. The thing I miss in the in the early or or maybe of of the the, the better um, years of the journalistic because I don't see any more the the journal the journalists. It's called in English. Yeah. Or in, uh, I I don't see a lot of them um, writing anymore. Before there was a lot who wrote about uh, tailor houses, about fabric. Right. But now, um, maybe also on Last Pity, I didn't saw a lot of journalists who were interested in any. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't saw them. I think because before there was a bunch of them. And you will get uh, maybe the interviews, or, or you see somebody is getting interviewed for for some magazine or something. But I think that that there um, there is a little bit of of change or transformation that it went to I don't know the street style, or and the tailoring is not maybe interesting enough anymore, and they, they took another uh, another option to to. to well, you know, I, I agree with you about pity, and you yeah. know, it happened, you know quite a few years ago because yeah. when i was going to pity especially yeah. years past with my father we went there to buy things yeah exactly. we had stores we were looking for new companies small yeah. companies yes. and we were going there to place orders to bring back to the united states exactly that's what, what, it, what it became it became like what can you wear in the front of yeah. uh the centrale to have your yeah. photo taken and get on instagram Yes, I mean, yes. so many people now go to Pitti who really yeah. are not doing any business there. They're just there to stand there and take a photo with the hat and the scarf and the coat on their shoulders. And yeah. it, it really bothered me when I saw that. When I, I mean, I'm going back to 2012, it was even like that. Yeah, 2012 was, was yeah, was, was a, or there was a beginning of maybe those PTs with the showcase things at PT, but it's not, it was not a real PT anymore. Maybe we're getting back to the real PT because the last PT wasn't bad. Um, mm. uh, the only thing was that a lot of brands were not there also. Right. 
that uh, there was a padiglione centrale but there was a lot of clothes i think maybe 800 brands uh, were there or thousand brands uh, usually it is 3000 brands so that's uh, yeah from what but, i've heard a lot of people going to pitti and they're yeah. looking around and then right after pitti they go to milan yeah yeah and they go to the showroom direct 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 yes. and that's where they're doing the business yes yes i think there is a lot of brands that took a showroom in milano uh, they don't do it twice a year at pitti but they are 365 days long in Milano, and they take orders all year long. I think yeah, modified their way of working. So uh, maybe I saw also um, not a lot of Italian, Italiano Classico, for example. Pitti was no, for example, was no for Italian classic menswear. Yes, yes. I was missing that this Pitti. We uh-huh. For us, it's it's always nice to see some colleagues and we talk and and we are going to Gili and and. We are t- that's a nice thing going for to Gilly. <laughs> after the PT you're you're having some drinks you're going to eat Jilly is the big cafe for those who don't yes. know Jilly is the cafe yes. with the outdoor seats and you sit outside yes. and <laughs> that's the, in the big square yeah, in the big square that's like a tradizione for for uh, for yes. us there and if we see with colleagues we come there and and we talk about uh, uh how is this PT how do you like it what's changed what's not changed and this time it was really there are a lot of non-italian brands for me i think yeah it's it's good that there are non-italian brands but i think the essence of PT is still classico italiano men's italian classic menswear that's where PT was born with of course yes so and that's i was missing a lot uh, at the PT and and i hope it will will get back but but i don't know it's it's um strange times maybe. yeah so, um, so do you feel that your instagram exposure now you have like a last i looked you had like one hundred and thirty-seven thousand yes. followers on instagram do you feel from the time you started instagram that your customer base has gotten a little younger because what i have found that you know a lot of people talk whether it's online or just in general circles that they feel that yeah. You know, who's wearing a suit anymore? Nobody wears suits anymore. No one wears a tie anymore. Everything is casual. Yeah, I, not not true, right? I, I agree with you. Not true. Yeah. And I found my own personal experience is that the demographic has gotten younger. The younger yeah. guys have gotten more involved in how it's made. Like you said, right. canvas or half canvas or fusing and how the fusing is done. Even with shoes, is it Goodyear? Is it Blake? Yeah. Or what kind of welting on the shoe? They got yes. very involved in all the details. And yes. I think it was the internet that leveled the playing field yes. the internet yes. everybody came everybody came the same because everybody had the same information yes so yeah. do you feel like your customer base has gotten a little younger because of that yes they they definitely get a little bit younger because before i had that customer base was i don't say old but they were 45 plus maybe and and if i do an average age it's maybe 50 plus and maybe 60 plus i still have them but i see that there is a younger generation who has more interest and is coming to 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 make a suit they are not buying maybe four suits at uh, i don't know any shop but they are they are willing to buy one quality suit so i see that there is also an uh, awareness for quality mm-hmm. because they they find some information and if you are interested in the information of of maybe it's a five fold tie, it's a three fold, and and there is a canvas at the inside, or it's totally in line the tie or, or a cashmere tie. If you have the information, you're gonna make your personal selection of all. It's like you're maybe selecting watches, you're selecting your car, you're selecting it's the same thing. 
it's same. the same thing. Same thing. You're selecting your restaurants. You you go and eat only quality. You pay a little bit more. Maybe you say, okay, not everybody has the same budget. Let's let's start from that. But if you say, I'm going to do once a week in a nice restaurant that I know what I eat, and I'm not going five times to McDonald's. That makes sense, I think. Yeah, I think that makes more sense. You go one time, you enjoy it, you enjoy the quality meat, you enjoy the lifestyle of it. And I think it it brings also more a better mindset because you see other people around you, you 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 will have a better feeling. You know, you never know who you're bumping into because that's also maybe important. Uh, and I think there are things that are all glue together like the cars the watches the restaurants uh, maybe the vacations you're doing uh, the suits you're wearing uh, the clothes in general you're wearing i think people better understand why something yeah. is one like if they go to suit supply why is yeah. that suit six hundred dollars exactly and yeah. if they go to me or they go to you and they're buying something that's made to measure or bespoke yeah. why do i have to pay fifteen hundred exactly. or two thousand or twenty five hundred you know they under uh, they understand the difference. Just like someone says, "Oh, well, my my Timex, I know what time it is. I have a Timex. Why do I have to spend twenty five thousand on a Rolex?" Yeah. Well, of course they both tell time, but there's a reason yeah. why there's one is reason. one way, exactly. and exactly. one is the other way. And maybe years ago, maybe some people didn't care or they didn't want to care, but now they have such a, they have the information at their fingertips. Exactly. As soon as they want, look, if you want to buy a new computer, the first thing you do, oh, I go on YouTube. Let me watch 10 reviews Yes, yes on that exactly. computer. This guy bought it. That guy bought it. What does he say? What does he say? And then you can make your own, then you can exactly. make your own decision about but, it. But like you say, it's it's like the Timex, okay. And, and the Rolex, okay. But, but it's totally different. It, they, these are two totally different mm -hmm. products. So yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with the Timex. There's look, I, I used to, I used to have a customer. Yeah. who I still know for many yeah. years, we're friends, and he's the head of a very big real estate firm here yeah. in New York. And when he used to come into the stores, always yeah. buy a shirt and a tie. He used to come in and say, what did I do? I was getting dressed in the dark. What did I do? Yeah. He said, Philip, <laughs> pick me a new shirt and a new tie. So I used to pick yeah. him a new shirt and a new tie. And the price, he didn't care so much. The shirt could be four or $500. The tie could be $150. No problem. Yeah. But for me to yeah. sell him a suit above yeah. a thousand, no, above a thousand dollars, absolutely no, not. When will not buy it. <laughs> okay. Will not buy it. Yeah. I had in my basement all his shirts that he took off and left it yeah. in the store because <laughs> yeah. he didn't like the combination. He would walk out yeah. with the new one, yeah. right? Yeah. And I would have 15, 20 shirts of his in the basement. And he eventually he would say, I don't want those. You can get rid of it. But to sell him <laughs> a suit. Crazy. More yeah. than a thousand dollars during yeah. the sale, he would come yeah. buy a suit on sale, which is fine. You have people who yeah. need to buy on sale yeah. and people who buy regular price, yeah. but you know, to spend you know, to spend 700 on a shirt and a yeah. tie was okay, but to spend a 1500 yeah. on a suit, no, wouldn't do it. No, <laughs> yeah, this, but I, I think it's a mental game because, um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying because I have some. Customers who only buy maybe shirts here also it's the same thing, yeah. And and who buy only pants, so so it's the same thing. And right, but, right. But if you, I'm I'm from the opinion, and everybody does what he wants because I'm I'm a guy uh, who says I'm minding only my own business. Everybody can do what he wants to do. Of course, respect for everybody. Problem, but I I'm 
one who says maybe if I'm buying three of those uh, maybe lousy dinners, uh, maybe I'm going to eat one time, but I'm going to eat my T-bone like I want to eat them. Right, so right. I will enjoy it also. More. I think that's also maybe a part of educational lifestyle you you have to get to. So so um, yes. So in, in 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 your business, since you know you're in Europe and I'm in a, and I'm in America. And I'm sure you yeah. deal with a lot. Being, I guess, in Belgium, the EU is based in uh, in Brussels. You might have a lot of people yes. who are involved in the EU, in the government of yes. the EU. What are they buying in terms of different uh, the models, the modelos? Are they buying two button single breasted, yeah. double breasted, peak yeah. lapel single breasted? You know, what do you see? Of, you know that a lot of people don't care of of those guys who have a high function, and they don't care that mm-hmm. I really have to educate them in in a lot of things and and. Uh, the same thing for shoes. We talked about shoes before, but uh, they are they are buying uh, a bespoke suit, maybe two, three bespoke suits in the gray and the and the blue and maybe another color. And they have some lousy uh, Mephisto. You know the brand? Yeah, Mephisto, Mephisto of course, uh, absolutely. So crazy they they yeah. buy some, and but they they, are wearing... they, ha- they have a reputation of yep. making a a very comfortable. Not, I'm not saying the design. I'm saying the comfort. People yeah. who buy that shoe, they love the comfort, and it's not it's not inexpensive. It's four no, or five hundred dollars no. for a pair. Yeah, yeah, but but they are horrible. horrible. Yeah, the look, like the rocks. look of it. It you looks like an orthopedic, like yeah. orthopedic shoes. Yeah, I I don't want to I don't want to discredit the, the the Mephisto, but everybody buys one. But for a bespoke suit, you cannot wear them. So for yeah, me. Right. Uh, you have another brand here. I'm not going to name brands because otherwise they're going to sue me maybe. <laughs> but there are, um, uh, there are brands who, who use maybe like, for my opinion, the blue laces and, and the cognac color shoes. Uh-huh, right. Like I see a lot here in Belgium. And, and if there are Belgian guys listening, listening, they know it of me. Please don't wear uh, a blue, a bright blue suit with the cognac uh, shoes and the cognac belt and the blue lace. <laughs> Please don't do that. Don't do that. Right. So uh, buy one. Or they pair. make, uh, or they make a buttonhole a different color. Oh or... no! Please don't do it. They make <laughs> different buttonholes. So if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> that's said by this one. Right. So uh, no, uh, like like yeah, you have to educate a lot of those people. They're usually they wear gray, dark gray, medium yeah. gray, blue, different shades of blue. Uh, that's that's the thing but you have a lot of people that i have to say and admit they have um they have owned the style from their grandfathers and fathers oh. they have really they come from families that are uh, like traditional dressed well so if they're wearing double breasted and they saw the father with the double breasted they're yeah. staying with the six on two Yes, double breasted. Yes. I love double breasted yes. myself. I used to wear it yeah. only years ago. Then it was yeah. three button only. But yeah. really now, I only sell two button single breasted classic with side vents and flat front. Nobody oh, really? is asking me to make a double breasted suit. Oh no, we I are myself one this one. year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I made for myself I, one this year. But... You should you should wear them more yourself, and they will see it on you because they are. They forgot about double breasted. Yeah. When I was here, I think 13 years ago, uh, at the beginning of, of the business here, I saw a lot of people who watched me, but double breasted, isn't that something for old guys? Because the mayors here yeah. wore a double breasted, what was with padded shoulders, too large, too long sleeves, too long sure. suit, 
they didn't know the real double breasted yeah. like l'avocato agnelli for example he he weared it really well the double breasted so they had only this vision of of the mayors that wore a double breasted that that yeah better not see it because then you will say no double breasted it's something for old guys but it's yeah, not i like it i love the way it looks i love the peak lapel yeah, Powerful, you know, powerful. Yeah, I I made suits, you know, years recently and years ago, two yeah. button peak because I like peak lapel. Yeah, it's nice, nice. You know, this is a new one I made this year. The Super One Twenty flannel. I I think on an on this suit, it's better with a notch level for me for my. Oh, this is yeah, yeah. Stripes, I see notch lapel. You have, you have like the Tom Ford. He's doing a lot the peak lapel because he everything, like his everything. brand, his brand. Um, um, how you said his brand uh, logo. That's his signature, his signature. signature. Exactly. Yeah. That was. The, you look at any celebrity, like yeah, you uh, see any award lapel, show. They will have the, the peak lapel. You see lapel. that two on button the, peak lapel yes. with the ticket. Or maybe pocket. also the one button. It was also the one button peak lapel. So, uh, but me, I'm a lot. Um, I love the Italian classic wear, like the single breasted for me personally has to be with an, especially if it's a jacket, sports jacket, or maybe a blazer. Mm. It's like three year old, two. Mm -hmm. With a notch um, for the double breasted. If, of course, it's only peak labeled. Only double peak. Breasted. As you see now, those uh, those those double breasteds coming out with with a notch label, with, no, which that's, I like. That's which wrong. I, it's personal, but, but if I see in the in in the history of the classic Italian, it's always been like this. So, or it's double breasted with a peak, or it's uh, two and a half button, or maybe three button with a notch lapel. So. Right. Uh, these are, are are my standards. I like to keep. Uh, if someone's get if someone getting here, but if someone asks, oh no, I want a single breast with peak lapel, be my guest. I will make it, no problem. Right. Usually, there are customers who who love Tom Ford suits and buy Tom Ford suits, and they make the peak lapel because they like it. So. Um, then, then we do it. It's no problem. Right. They, but the price it. of his suit is really astronomical. I mean, it's yeah, I didn't know six, how seven thousand a suit here in New ready York. Ready to wear, ready to wear. Yeah, off the rack. Uh, off the rack, yes, ready to wear. So the MTM is is getting uh, much higher then. Must be ten thousand already MTM. But you know, he, he he's in with all the celebrities. So they were yeah. where they go. They go to Tom Ford. I don't know if they pay for the suits or he gives a lot of suits. This I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe there's a lot of sponsoring also. Yeah, a lot of sponsoring. But you know, they have in their mind. Well, Tom Ford, nice designer. He brought Gucci yeah. back. Yeah, you know, it's always going to be made in Italy. Let me and just sold, go to Tom Ford. Sold the business if I'm, uh, if I remember well, for oh, two point yeah. nine billion. Yeah, three billion, three billion or something. Two three billion to Estee Lauder, I think. Yeah, uh, sold. Um, two yeah. or three billion. Look, yeah. that's what happens. Also with Brioni, they sold. It's owned by uh, the French. Own most of the big between yeah. Richemont and LVMH and Karen. Yeah, LVMH. As as Loro Piana, of course, as but Loro Piana, Moichandon. Louis yeah. Vuitton, so they have a lot of. Uh, they own all the all the all, all yeah. the big brands, uh, yeah. all the big brands these days. I think but it's I think good it, yeah. that they did it. Like Arnaud did, did a good thing because uh, a lot of things he rebranded it really good. Yeah. Like the Lorcana, he did a good work. Yeah. Um, but the the, the and uh, they bought Tiffany. They bought Tiffany and Company. Tiffany also exactly Tiffany yeah. also. So uh, they're yeah. renovating the store right now on Fifty Seventh yeah. and Fifth Avenue. They're renovating yeah. it for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. That's um, yeah. it needed a renovation. How also the Tiffany exploded? Really, the, the, it was an explosion of of uh, of a success. Those Tiffany with the color on the watches. You see yeah, also Tiffany color on the watches. Uh, you, you go you go back on the Patek Philippe that has the Tiffany. I know. 
possible to get. So it's it's same watch. I remember going to the Tiffany store and they have the Patek counter and all the watches say Tiffany right in there. But I'm talking years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, so, so I think it's a good thing that that uh, this uh, Sir Arnaud does with all those brands. He's making it also more luxury than it was before. So, uh, I'm thinking he's uh, he's doing a good job on that. So, we will see in the future what will happen. Then. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you feel? Because from what I see, is that there yeah. is more double-breasted. Especially yeah. in Italy now, is it something that's new that it's started? Always, to... No, it's always, always been, been there. It's always been there. But I think a lot of people uh, say, "Oh, but it's an Italian to wear it. It's an Italian; he can wear it." But it's right. not like if you're not willing to wear it, you will never wear it. So, but uh, we Italian have, especially in in um, the forty plus age, they always kept wearing the double breasted. Mm-hmm. And every time, or it was 2099, uh, like like in the 60s, 70s, they were always wearing those double-breasted also. And it's nothing new for them. It's it's like the morning coat in England. It's still... Yeah, they still, use the morning coat. Yeah, the, yeah. they use the morning coat to go to the, the weddings and to go to Royal yeah. Escort. And, and, um, and, and in the Italian tailoring, you will see the guy who is really into tailoring, he has always double-breasted in his wardrobe but the wardrobe often of uh, the right Italian, because uh, francesco barberis is as always to me uh, the right italian he never wears a white shirt during the day he wears uh, only a light blue he light blue a, <laughs> light blue the, the socks also you have to wear the 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 the, the blue socks and, and and so he he gives me a lot of inspiration because he's a really great guy mm. and um he uh now i was i was losing what i was saying uh we were talking oh, about the double breasted yeah. Double breasted, and and the, the Italian guy who has a really nice um, dressing or wardrobe, you will see that that he has this wardrobe for a long time because usually an Italian guy spends more money to quality stuff, right? Um, a, maybe a, a stupid example is for you will see in Italy the I think you will see the most uh, wearing watch. That they're wearing there is the submariner, oh, the submariner. <laughs> submariner, and you will see that was before the the old one. I remembered it was like uh, in dollars, it should be like a three thousand dollars in those years. Mm-hmm. That was a, a watch who was bought to uh, to the sun if it was possible, as is as is uh, eighteen years old or maybe right. his degree or something, and you will see it. So they prefer. Not only for the rich families, I'm talking. Uh, maybe they 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 um, uh, they 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 waited to buy them, and and yeah. they then after time they had the money and they they buy the, the watch. But they prefer spending something on quality, quality, than than spending on some maybe I don't know what other item that is not quality. So you see, in in the Italian way of thinking, not all of Italians. I'm not, uh, but you see that it's. A thing that goes way back, and and you will see that they prefer buying something that's quality. You have a lot of Italians that buy brands. That's that's also remained like that. They they buy brands. You see also a lot of Italians know more of brands like clothing. If I see in Belgium, there is a lot of work to do on this, uh, on right. this because in Italy they are more informed. Like uh, when uh, Montclair, the 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 coach, the ski jacket. Yeah, know, of course. Were, in Italy, it was already five years that they were uh, wearing that like like casual wear. Yeah. Here, the first shop went open after five years in Italy. Every was everybody was already wearing Montclair. Right. Five years they go open here. So, 
There well, was, I know in Italy, everything starts there quite a few years before, even before New York. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there first. It's their first. first. It's their first. And maybe um, I, I heard a nice, or I saw a nice video uh, of of uh, uh, sir who, who wrote a book and he's he's um, a magistrato so he's not into he's not into clothing he's but he says we have the best country in the world for for mm-hmm. food for design for clothes like Pinifarina designed the cars yeah, cars yeah like clothing we have one of the best tailors in in Italy we have the best designers in Italy like uh, okay Giorgio Armani we have a lot of good de- I don't say that there are any more but we have a lot of good designers we have a lot of good things in Italy but we don't use it right right that's what he said we can do so much more yeah we don't do it we only live off tourism like right. like the world has to come to us yeah. then they spend and then they go back home yeah. but italy is a lot more than only that italy you have to understand because it's it's a sort of lifestyle that everybody gets in love with if you're not I, for it okay, i remember then, all all the shops used to close for lunch yes they close for lunch you're like, on the street and by 4 p.m one o'clock four, they're closed when are you reopening yes. i'll come back in three hours Yes, yes, of course. They, they, they go for lunch. They they maybe in the yeah. summer do a nap, and and I don't so think every, they do it much anymore. But they used to do it. Every no, no, they do it in the south. They still do it. South, still, they still do it. Yeah, yeah, they still do it in the south. So, so we have a lot of potential in Italy. A lot of potential, but we have to get back on the rails, in my opinion, yeah. there because the mentality, uh, not all. Because I don't want to accuse or uh, I said it's a great country, but there has to change a lot to get in the right direction. Because I think uh, we have the wines, we have, like I said, the cars, we have Pinifarina. That's yeah. one designer, of course. But of course. we have a lot of we have a lot more successful uh, people. We have we have a lot of story and not only tailoring, but but only the the, the big designers like Giorgio, like. Uh, Versace that has become really successful also in the US, of for course, example. Yeah. But you have a lot more of that. And and lately, there is not any more um, to be continued, like I see it there. Right. Who's the next? What's the next thing? Who's the next? Who's next? That's What's coming? Next? Because they have to come the next uh, right they have to they, they will come also the next yeah but but it's i it's, mean versace was really a very big brand phenomenon that just yes. took over yes every, every type of thing you know even the casa and yeah, yeah. Every, everything yeah, yeah i i see still um at, at related families or they have in their house or in their um bathroom of 20 years ago 30 yeah. years ago they have those, uh, you know, the, the the logo of Versace and then the Medusa, but they have those strange... Uh, oh, the Greek key. Yeah, the, the Greek yes, key. exactly. The Greek key. Yeah. With, then you have... And they have them in the bedroom. Like, like uh, it's something right. that remains. So so if you see that, it's it's funny. And then it le- it's still less and it's still mm-hmm. recognizable. So... Yeah. Um, I, used to have a, I used to have a bathrobe, the Versace bathrobe, but sat on the back Versace. <laughs> big le- they gave it to me as a gift, you know. But it had the Versace and the letters on the back with, yeah, with the Medusa, Medusa head. I had I had a tie, I think, in the um, late nineties with uh, with the Medusa on. So it was a light blue tie with with the Medusa here, and and everybody recognized the Medusa. I had a lousy suit in that times, but <laughs> <laughs> I was only eighteen years old. But I had a really nice tie of of um, 
Oh, the Versace. And, uh, with, so, with, yeah. so, the, so the business that you're in, you started this yourself. This wasn't a family yes. business. Uh, no, it wasn't a family business. So the, um, that's maybe for me where it gets interesting. I, I chose really the hard way because nobody believed in me, but that's usually like that. But I don't care because I'm I'm, I'm a man who who's always traveled alone. I like being alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have my ideas. And maybe if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, if I go wrong... It's that's like, but I have to try first. Nobody right. believed in me, and and I was starting the the my my goal was the bespoke tailoring. They said, "Oh, you're not a tailor. You can make it. You can do. You can say so." Okay, I worked with a with a tailor. Because just just to clarify, you're in Belgium, but you're making all the clothing in Italy. Exactly, exactly, and that's where it gets really interesting because I worked with a tailor uh, more than 13 years ago. 14 years, he made my suits. Mm-hmm. So I went there for my suits. He made my suits and, and like I wanted it. And um, okay, it's really hard to get to a tailor to make it like you want it. But okay, that's another discussion. I was there after two years. I start my. I was starting already my business, and after two years, I have already started my business. He goes with retirement. He was okay. already okay. He says, "Massimo, I cannot do it, uh, nothing anymore." I say, "Oh, and what I'm going to do now?" Yeah, Massimo, you, there are two options. Massimo, you do, or you would take all this and you you bring it, uh, you, you make it for you. you. You take all the employees and, and you make them work for you. Mm. Uh, at those time, it were, I think, 12 or 14. I don't remember well how much it was. Or you ch- you you choose another tailor and you have to be start from scratch and you choose someone else who can follow you up and who makes your suits. I say, oh, this is really not easy for me because it was the beginning. So uh, right. I had already invested much. So for for the little I had, and um, then I jumped after two months of thinking. I said I cannot go on and think again for months and weeks. I said, okay, I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna take only six people. I cannot take all because I cannot carry all the people in the amount of suits. Right, of course, you were so, just starting out. I was, I was just starting out. And, and like, you know, the the, mouth, the word to mouth, it's not very easy. Uh, there was no such a booming like Instagram in that time or, or the, it was the beginning of all. Um, and then we went and did this and little by little, we worked and worked more. And we are still here after 12 years with the same six people that, wow, that nice. retire, unfortunately, this year. Right. Uh, end of this year and we are um we are making a new lab uh sartoria there a new uh uh lab in in uh, puglia that we are making now and it should be ready i think in june july should be already and we have a customer area where we can receive the customer it's like a private area it's near lecce it's between lecce and the ionic sea mm-hmm. so it's called carmiano it's a small town and there we can receive also customers and we can do a fitting we can do the alterations and we can do a second fitting, for example. We'll go out for so that's it. And there we will rejuvenate, hopefully, our new team and go to eight persons. Mm-hmm. Because end of the year, we are gonna we are gonna go for a small time to four persons. And I think, not I think, I'm sure we have to go to eight persons to be more safe and um can carry the the amount of production suits that we make. So uh, right. So are you the only one? who's actually seeing the customers and fitting the customers yes. or all the other people are doing it too no i'm the only one who's doing it so ah. um yes I'm the so only you're interacting one. with all the customers and they're contacting you and you're con- keeping yes. in touch with them and you say oh your suit's going to be ready in a few weeks 
Yes, yes. Make an appointment to come back for another fitting. Yeah, the, it's it's something um, I tried before working with a nice right hand, but it didn't work out. Two times it didn't work out. Um, a lot of frustration for the guys because the customer comes in and he asks me, where is Massimo? Okay. Oh, he's coming back tomorrow. Oh, then I'll I will come talk. back. Yeah, I will, I will make an appointment with him. Right. That's a little bit also the, the difficulty that I'm finding with because the customer will uh, rely only on me and trusts only me. So that's that's my uh, like advantage and disadvantage. Of course, both yes. At the same time, right? At the same time. So, um, but I'm happily. I think we we are making um, we are making at this moment a lot of suits every year. Uh, we we usually um, deliver the suits in in six weeks mm-hmm. with the fittings in between. That's not possible anymore because uh, we already. Or at two months, two months and a half at this moment. Ah, right. You know that the big houses like uh, Cifonelli, Liverano, uh, Caraceni, all the, mm. those deliver, I think, in one year at this moment. Wow. Yeah, I think it's one year delivery time, and it's it's much wow, more. I didn't, know, I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The big houses they deliver after one year. Uh, a lot of them, unless there is something changed. But you think, but you think COVID has something to do with that, with the availability no, 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 of fabrics or shipping, or it's, no? No, it's the same thing before, and you know why? Um, now it's more clear, also for me. That's how I think. If you're getting your work now for next year, you can organize how many people you need. Yeah, and you already know. I need maybe. 40 people because I have to make, uh, I don't know, 600 shoots. Yeah. So I need 40 people. And I'm sure with those 40 people, I can make it. So you organize better. Right. Um, you have the bookings in advance. So they know already exactly. what, uh, what's going to happen. Exactly. For us, if we don't know what's going to happen, uh, until now, we didn't experience that. But but if you have maybe, I don't know, of less work, you have to send two people home, maybe. So that's right. that's not going to happen to them because they have a commission uh, for sure. Those suits for a year. Yeah. So um, for the other side, we are now um, delivering in two months and a half. Mm. We are not delivering anymore in six weeks. So because right. it's become impossible. So the the option is, or we are getting, we are going to get four more tailors, or uh, we keep the same and we have the two months, two months and a half of right. delivery. Right. What works better for us because the customers we we work a lot with loyal customers. Ninety percent loyal. So they customers. don't mind waiting. They don't, and they know that they have to come, unless there is an exception. You have to make a pants. That is uh, maybe a customer has a problem with the pants, and uh, I make an exception. Okay, maybe in 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 a few weeks I will make it then and, and, right. and keep him uh, keep him smiling. So that 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 we will. Uh, do it at the moment, see how we can resolve it. But, of course. Um, yeah. It's, so, it's... yeah. So you feel, so you feel that, um, in terms of, um, you know, what, what, what you're selling in terms of, uh, suits yeah. versus jackets, you're seeing more people dressing more formally, or they want to rather have a sport jacket and a pair of pants oh, where they could use I, a shirt and a yeah, tie or a turtleneck. It's 50-50. It's 50-50 those days because, when they see me wearing a suit and they're wearing like a sport jacket and a nice pants and a tie, they see they say, "I really, I really need more suits." <laughs> when they're coming in a suit and they see you in a spezzato like a jacket right. and like today, they say, mm, "I really need more jackets." Right. So they're not always aware of of like um, what they need. 
they're not always aware right. what they need. But when they see it on you and it looks so yeah. good, when they, they see think, it or, they, oh. or you give them inspiration. I think we we are selling suits, so we have to be a little bit also inspirational to the customer. Of course, because. <clears throat> Because if we're not inspirational, uh, yeah. where they're going to get their inspirations? Where? I made this year as a sample for my, you know, I make yeah. all the samples in my own size yeah. so I could yeah, wear it and the customer sees me wearing it. I made, you know, would you have one very similar, the double-breasted polo coat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we make a lot of them. Yeah. So I made it, I haven't made it in many years, but I made it this year in 100% alpaca. Nice. With a I love the hair. alpaca. I love yeah. the hairy finish on the alpaca. Nice. Yes. You know, I had it. I had it from Canali in the store so many years ago with the belt, and we sold it in green and cognac yeah. and navy blue. So yes. many. So I made one, and yes. when I know what, what customer I'm going to go to, I wore that coat. Yeah. And when they see that coat on me, they yeah. say, "What is that coat?" And I said, "This is a beautiful polo coat. Look how it's made." And I show them the yeah. lining and the buttons yeah. and the cuff on the sleeve and the collar. Yes. Yeah. I go, "I just you got to make me that coat." Yeah, because they <laughs> forgot about the codes, or That's they didn't right. know about the existing, or That's they forgot right. about the code, and then you That's will right. sell it. So I'm going to make, I'm going to tell you, yeah. years ago, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was like 1983 or 82. I was with my father at Milashon. Yeah. yeah. You remember Milashon? Yes, yes. Yeah. Milashon. So they made him a wrap coat. No buttons. Single-breasted no buttons. Okay. wrap coat. There's no buttons. Yeah. It's just a belt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Single breasted with the yeah, little yeah. Balmacan collar. Yeah, nice, nice. I'm gonna make that coat. Just a wrap, no buttons. Nice. Just yes. a sample. And if yeah. I wear it in front of a few people, they will, see what they will buy it. <laughs> we are making those Ulster coats, the polo coats for, for a lot of years. They know me because we use a lot of uh, more um like say colorful and more um yeah. risky fabrics of of exposure you know, right, right. Make it what's the good. what's the fabric they they're showing a lot now i personally don't like it it's like a boiled wool but it has a name to it castel something uh, um the casentino 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 you know is a wool they made for keeping yeah. warm horses in toscania yeah casentino yes casentino and then they made it like a fabric uh, i had someone but uh no uh the original one is the orange one with uh with the, the fur. orange yeah. yeah with the fur on the on the color so that's your um so for next year we are we are planning to make a new coach we are making some prototypes also the kind of thing you said with the uh, raglan shoulder raglan uh -huh. belt yeah but with a belt the same color as the the polo coat uh -huh. and uh double breasted and to close up with a belt also with a belt. clean at the back side and uh -huh. one split uh down we are right. trying to make some some samples to do like a like a large herringbone that's also a coat that is forgotten that is yeah. a it's a coat that 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 people wore a lot in the sixties, I think. Yeah, after. look, everything in this business oh, is a cyclical. Everything comes yes. back. 100%. Everything comes back. Do you yes. feel that the clothing is going to start to get more wide, more yes, looser? The pants. This I, this I already already four or five years ago. I I I fall also into the trap of um, wearing too tight. Uh, bottom pants, yeah. but it's only one season, I think, and then I I uh, I didn't do it anymore. But uh, yeah, it's getting more wider. I don't say wide because I'm um, I'm convinced that a modern fit, yeah, is, is that that's something timeless. So it doesn't have to be not short and not to fit it. So uh, it has to get a nice drape, 
uh, it depends on the height on on how many your uh, your bottom of your pants has to be but, but right. if you're one uh, i speak in centimeters 190 uh, you don't have to go to 80 centimeters because you don't get your foot through and it will be too ridiculous right. small at the bottom so um yeah but everything is getting larger that's yeah. for sure uh yeah that's for sure but it's already going on for four years i think yeah um, so not i mean here it's still i mean the customers that obviously we sell to want to look like the clothing yeah. fits properly that it's not too yeah. tight but they yeah. want to look tailored yeah. they don't want it to be baggy like they feel like they're wearing their oh. suit from their father but the trend seems to be especially what i've seen in mm -hmm. italy a little bit towards getting a slightly wider silhouette a little bit from, yeah, especially little bit. in the pants in the pants, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the pants, in the pants, it's a little bit is a little bit wider. That's for sure. But yeah. and I pleats? You, are you making any pleated pants at all for people with pleats or all flat? No, a lot of people flat, and it depends because you cannot wear if you have a belly. You cannot always wear the pleats. Right. So uh, you it used have to be to... the opposite. The big guy yeah. wanted the pleats because yeah. he wanted more and space. You know why? And you know why? Because before the the the, the pants, they were wearing them on the belly, and then you yeah. can make pleats. If they they are wearing them under the belly, it's much more complicated to make them because they will get open every time the pleats. Right. And that's yeah. that's a little bit what. And the, the crotch gets too long when they wear it below the exactly. belly. Exactly. You have to. You they have to wear it on the belly. Right. And then you can make the pleats, and they will have a lot of space of it because it's a comforting. A lot of people wear it because it's nice, but it's comfortable. So uh, the pleats, it's it's right. something you you wear it when you're in the car, in the plane, in the taxi. You will be more comfortable seating because you will have a lot of more space on your hips and mm -hmm. your upper legs. Automatically, will have more space. So, your favorite fabrics to wear for everyday wear for a suit? It's difficult to say, but super with an 120, average, super course, 150. No, I like. I'm gonna say uh, honestly, I like the Vitale Barberis. Um, yeah. it's the Drapers uh, Blazon, the Blazon and the Arrival for all they use. I find it a really nice suit, but mm -hmm. I don't um advice to wearing them all day because if you have suits you have to wear them one day a week and you have to have a roulage in your in yeah your you have to change that you change uh but that's a nice suit that that is consistent and and as a nice drape and it's worked real uh real mm -hmm. well otherwise you have the dry woven and you have the ascot two and the four ply also one of my favorite for all day suits for nice, sure nice and where do you see for your two things? Uh, the the where do you see the clothing business going where you are yeah. in Antwerp? And where yeah. do you see men's fashion as a whole? Where it could be going in the next you know you know few years? Is it going to get more conservative, more dressy, or is it going to go yeah. like we had in the late nineties, where everything became very sporty? Suits were not so popular. I think um, hmm. it's going to be classy, sporty, but with the option on the classic one. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I'm gonna think, and I think that also the, the the suits you're wearing and the sports jackets you have, that the customer or the client or, or whoever he is gonna um, automatically bring the same style in his free time, where he maybe never wears Balenciaga or I don't know which other brand of Philippine, he is gonna be aware that maybe in his free time, he can wear like. Uh, classy but not too formal and 
with that goes like the jeans, the jeans. No, I'm not going to do a slim fit jeans. Which jeans I'm going to wear. So I think that that is total. The classic is never going to die. That's unsure. The classic mm-hmm. will be the classic for sure. But I'm going to, I think if they are going to expand their closet, it's going to be based on their classic clothes. That's for sure. And I think in, in this and 10 years, we are going to have a problem. And the, the big problem is, for us, it's not too bad because for us, it's good. Like we are selling suits, but there are not a lot of tailors around like three, four years ago. So there are going to come a lot of customers free who want a suit, but I think there will be more customers than tailor shops that can help them. Yeah, you're so, 100% right because it's a I dying breed. There is going to be a big, a big problem, not... But there's, it's going to be a problem for certain customers. It's really already a problem here. There yeah. aren't any good, even just for alterations. It's very yeah. hard to find a good tailor. Good one. We are speaking about the good one, like you yeah, say. Yeah, because all those yeah. tailors that were good, who had a career of tailoring, yeah. they didn't want their children to become a tailor. They yeah. went to college and they became a lawyer. They became a doctor. They went exactly. into business. Exactly. They didn't yeah. sit and learn tailoring from their 10 years old because their father did it. Now they learned how to do it yeah. in some factory. So yeah. it's a real, it's a real dying breed. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, that's uh, so. So that's something. Maybe there are some schools in Italy. Too, so they are doing some uh, projects of some school. Uh, it's from um, um, Aloisio. It's a school of Aloisio, La Scuola del Sartori. So it's in Rome. They are um, incentivating uh, young people to get into school in tailoring school and and get to learn it. So. It can go either ways, but there is going to be a period in the next few years, I think, that there are not a lot of manpowers enough to mm-hmm. to make it uh, to make it happen. Because there is, for example, um, an old tailor here in Brussels. He's, he's mm-hmm. ninety years old. Wow. And, and yeah, um, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm receiving some some customers of him already. Yeah. With uh, ninety years old, I think he is almost. I think everybody wants to work until ninety. Sure. So sure. I think that, that everybody will sign it. So I hope he will work another hundred years. Right. But, um, I think it's going to be a problem that that those customers who comes free and are uh, used to a certain level of suit that's going to be a problem in the future. Right. Right. Yeah, look, I, I totally, I totally, uh, totally yes. agree with you on that. I don't think that there is gonna be uh, like the suit is dead. It's not true. It's like the tie is dead. It's not true. We, 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 we sell ties. A lot of ties. We sell a lot of ties. We, we never yeah, sold uh, like I in mean, twenty twenty two. So yeah. I asked you the question, but my own opinion is that it's even more so than it's ever been. Yeah, exactly. People into suits and shirts and ties, and it's even uh, even more. And they like to pick their own things. Yes, yes, they know Make their they own know things. Advance. They know in advance what they're gonna buy. And, and uh, <clears throat> but the thing I want to say about, I think there is also um, a lot of generation because, like you said, there are lawyers and and before there were or hairdresser like a barber mm-hmm. or a shoemaker or a tailor that were the three in in some generation sixties seventies. I think that there is going to be a generation more of self-made men's, and that's maybe even better to to um, uh, I think to to give some new inspirational ideas in some uh, in, in some ways of tailoring. I think because the tailors are really good at what they do; they are really good with their hands, and and their craftsmanship is impeccable. 
but I think it also needs some modern way of thinking. Uh, where are we going? Uh, do we have to do it like this or like this? Um, nothing, nothing to do with the craftsmanship or, or uh, putting less work in it. No, no, no. Even put more work in it, but, but with another vision of mm-hmm. the modern. It's like maybe Elon Musk says, because uh, uh, he, he always says that, that there needs to be a younger generation, because if the younger generation is not there, there's not going to be new ideas. Because it's if it's only older generations, we're going to be only with the older ideas. And that's the same thing here. And, and that should be good that there is, in the future, more self-made men in, in which brand ever. But I think they're going to do even better than the... Than, than, than the previous. They, than the previous, yeah. Because yeah. they have the, the new ideas there. They, they grew up differently. Um, um, maybe, I don't know... They, they, they grew up. Break. They grew up with. They grew up with this in with their the hand. Phone. Exactly. The they, phone. they already had uh, another knowledge. Access. Uh, access to the yeah. whole world, right from the phone. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. They will grow up more faster and and smarter than we were yeah, at. Happening. 15, sure. At, that we were at 10, 15, right. 18 years old. So right. they are they're more informed at that age. Yeah. So and I think you will be also more mature at that of course. age. What is, what is your what is your young child doing on the phone doing on the iPad doing everything yeah they do everything they do everything yeah, so, uh, everything. yeah. that's excellent uh, really so look thank you for coming on the podcast well, thank you for inviting me I had a very nice conversation with you and good luck with everything you're doing in Brussels and also Belgium. not Brussels I, I said I meant to say Belgium Belgium and um also in the new endeavor uh, in Italy and getting the new much. lab getting the lab going. And yes. when I come to Europe, hopefully it'll be uh, soon at some point. Uh, I'll come again to Brussels. I'll visit there. If you come to New yes. York, okay, you know, yes. we'll make an appointment to have a ristretto. Yeah. Yes, we will here, do a ristretto. Or you come here. to Puglia. We'll have a ristretto right. in Puglia. Or, or we'll do it over there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. So thanks so much. I appreciate it. And thanks everybody for watching and listening to uh, this podcast. And uh, this will uh, be on YouTube and also on uh, Spotify, Apple, and Google, and uh, all the other podcast uh, platforms out there that you can listen to. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, That was uh, Peroni Massimo, or Massimo Peroni. You could find him on Instagram, at Peroni Massimo, and you could see his shop and all his uh, teachings when it comes to fine tailoring, custom tailoring, the differences between made-to-measure and bespoke, and he'll show you some beautiful fabrics, and of course, his ristretto that he drinks every morning before going into his shop. And for me, Phil Pravda here from Suit Cafe, suitcafe.com. You could take a look at my website. We have a brand new website launching any day now with beautiful new shoes made in Spain, suits made in Italy, a whole new collection of neckties, and beautiful, beautiful pocket squares. Some of them reverse where you can wear both sides at the same time by folding it in a different direction or wearing one side at a time and then getting a dual use uh, out of those pocket squares. So thanks again for listening. And of course, you could watch this uh, on YouTube and uh, see us face to face. On YouTube, it would be on our YouTube channel for Suit Cafe, at Suit Cafe. And you could see a lot of other videos that I have there on how to fold a jacket for your luggage without wrinkles, a video that has uh, millions of views. I've done a few updates to that one and lots of other education videos on how to fold your clothing in the proper way when you travel for long hauls. Sometimes people go away for uh, more than 24 hours uh, plane ride and they keep their suits folded in the luggage. And when they take them out, they don't have any wrinkles. So check out those videos as well. So there we have it. Another episode of It's All Been Done Before. Thanks for listening and see you again 
on the podcast.